Hello, welcome to the Courtney Turner Podcast. I am here today with the Seed Oil Scout. Uh, That is going to be his name. You can't see him, unfortunately. Uh, We can talk a little bit about that, but uh, unfortunately, he needs to be remaining anonymous. So we will not be using his name and we will not be seeing his face. But we will be having a conversation about a really cool app that he created uh, it is the Seed Oil Scout app, <laughs> and uh, this is a topic that uh, you, you've heard me talk about before. I do not like like seed oils. I'm pretty sure I have an allergy to them. I have adverse reactions whenever I, you know, eat out at restaurants that use copious amounts of these things. So I am glad that there is some sort of an app now where I can figure out where to go because some restaurants, even though they claim that they're friendly to, you know, allergies and sensitivities, a lot of times they don't even know. And unfortunately, sometimes they think they use olive oil or they think they use butter, but really it's mixed with things like canola oil. And that can definitely be problematic for people who are sensitive um, or just people who are already inflamed because uh, these oils are highly inflammatory, as we discussed on a previous episode. And we might get into more of that today. But without further ado, how are you doing today, Mr. Seed Oil Scout? (laughs) I'm doing great, Courtney. Uh, Thanks for that intro. Um, Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, it's not even that you're allergic to seed oils. They're just, frankly, they're bad for everyone. Um, I think, you know, some people are more sensitive to the reaction than others. And um, I completely agree, right? Like, it's you know, he, he, cooking at home, you know, you know what you're bringing into the your kitchen from the, the the grocery store, right? But the restaurant kitchen is a complete black box, <laughs> and they've got basically every incentive to just kind of you know make things cheap, uh, make things look good for Instagram, make things kind of um, palatable, uh, caloric. You know, they're they're sneaking sugar and seed oils into everything they can. Um, so that's kind of where the you know the idea for the app came from. Um, I'm based in New York City, and basically, you know, I was cooking for myself a lot during COVID, 
And as soon as dining opened back up, I was like, I didn't want to eat anywhere, <laughs> uh, basically, because I was, you know, I had cut out seed oils and was eating a lot cleaner. But um, it was like a complete mystery as to what any of like, even the best restaurants in New York were using to cook with, right? Because it's like, it's not exactly what you, I guess I would say, it's hard to predict without, unless you like talk to some restaurants and I, now I can kind of predict pretty well, but it's hard to predict uh, like who's using seed oils and who isn't sort of, um, or at least it was. Um, right. And we can talk about, you know, some guidelines if, if, you know, if the app isn't showing you anything, but um, you know, the apps, the it, we are covering a lot of the country now, um, which is great. There's like, I think there's, there's hundreds of re reports in New York, maybe like a hundred restaurants that, you know, you could have a pretty good meal at in New York city. And there's probably, there's at least like one or two safe options. I would be confident in saying like almost every American city of like, or I'd say like the top 50 American cities. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. After a recent, so we did a, a collab with carnivore MD, Paul Saladino, um, and that really got the app out there a lot. Um, and since yeah, then, yeah. there's just been there's been scouts scouting. Um, <laughs> I call, I guess, users of the app scouts. Um, but yeah, the people have been, you know, talking to waiters, um, sending emails. Right, like I kind of I built the app. I built the app to make it really easy to scout out like a big area without eating at all the restaurants because I had to do that myself um, mm -hmm. in New York City to get people to use the app. Right, <laughs> if the map was blank, everyone would be like. What, what, what do I do here? Um, so the app makes it really easy to email restaurants, which I found is actually often the best way to get a straight answer. Right. Interesting. Yeah. I, that's something I've just from personal experience found is, you know, I'll, I'll say, okay, well, I could use olive oil. I can use a, you know, butter. And uh, they'll, they'll say that that's no problem. And I'll ask them to verify, like with the chef, and then they'll find out that it's actually olive oil mixed with canola, or it's butter yeah. mixed with margarine, or <laughs> yeah, I'm like well, totally. that, that's not uh, <laughs> that's not going to work. So yeah, exactly the way the way that you input reports in the app is kind of guides you into um, those pitfalls, right? Like I make you put the source of the report. Okay. Uh, and there's a different, there's different source between asked the waiter and, uh, what I call kitchen confirmed because yeah, if you just take the waiter's, uh, response at face value, yeah, I've been at places where they're super knowledgeable and they're like, yeah, this is, well, this doesn't, but usually they have no idea. And, and yeah, they, their conception of it is far rosier. Like they're not back there in the, you know, in the, in the, the the trenches where the, the oil's flying all over the place um you know they, they're just like oh yeah it's olive oil i think and it's like well can you go check right. um yeah i mean blended olive oil right is huge even at like sadly like a lot of nicer restaurants use it i mean the the, the core problem is is just that um for the most part like from the perspective of a restaurant owner, the FDA, you know, considers soybean oil like heart healthy, right? And like seed oils to be, it, it's, there, there's nothing that a restaurant owner would like come across that would indicate to them that seed oils might be unhealthy. It's really only if they come from like a culinary tradition um, mm -hmm. that they kind of, you know, would, would really care about that. Like, 
the restaurant we went to with Carnivore MD is called Hearth. And um, the owner of that is a chef named Marco Canora, who's he's been pretty vocal about using like healthy fats for almost 20 years. The restaurant's been open for about 20 years. And, you know, he's just tr- like sticks truly to like t- uh, authentic Tuscan cuisine and would only use re- ingredients that you would find in Tuscan cuisine, which do not include canola oil. Right. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we can maybe step back and talk yeah. a little bit more about seed oils more broadly, yeah. or I, I, I don't know, whatever you think. Do that. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's do that. Take a step back and uh, yeah. Tell us what are seed oils and why are they problematic? Or are they yeah, problematic? So, I know there, there's a controversy over that as well. Uh, there's right. And even in the literature, there's a lot of people who are uh, putting forth studies claiming that they're not only not problematic, but that they could be beneficial. So, yeah, let's uh, dive into that and see if we can clear up some of the confusion. Yeah. So, um, you know, people often ask me what, like, which oils or seed oils, right? And the thing I've found easiest to think about is... Uh, if it doesn't come from a fruit or an animal, it is definitely a seed oil. You just mm-hmm. need to know what all the fruits are. So olives are a fruit, right? Um, avocado is a fruit. Mm-hmm. Uh, coconut, well, you know, coconut's a fruit, right? And mm-hmm. palm oil, also a fruit, right? Those all, all those oils can be extracted in like a fully cold process from the pulp. Right. You're essentially just smushing the pulp. And if you had like, if you had like a press in your kitchen, you could make these oils, right? Like if I give you enough olives and like some kind of pressing machine, you could just squish the olives and you'd get olive oil basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, um, so seed oils, right? Uh, those are, you know, to list off the most common ones, right? It's canola oil, sunflower oil, grapeseed oil, um, and soybean oil. Uh, soybean oil, I think, is the most kind of widespread um, because of like all those soy subsidies in America, just extremely tr- uh, cheap to produce. But the the core difference there is that all of these oils are um, like chemically extracted through like a very harsh process involving um, neurotoxic solvents like hexane and heat as high as like 500 degrees Fahrenheit, right? Um, which is more of a problem because those oils coming from seeds are comprised of much more polyunsaturated fat as opposed to um, monounsaturated and saturated fat. So uh, olive oil and avocado oil are monounsaturated fat, meaning they're only missing one hydrogen in their carbon chain. Uh, and that, that basically the amount of saturation uh, controls how stable the fat is, right? So saturated fats have all of their carbon, uh, sorry, all of their hydrogen atoms and because of that, they're solid at room temperature. So you can think of those as like butter, um, animal fats, right? Anything that kind of just sits solid at room temperature. Right. Uh, the monounsaturated fats are like the more the more stable. Um, it's basically you would just it, it. The only ones you'd probably encounter in large quantities are like uh, olive oil and avocado oil, um, and then. But seed oils are comprised of a ratio of polyunsaturated fat that like has never is unprecedented in nature, essentially. You'd never no human before, say, like the year 1800 would have consumed large quantities of polyunsaturated fat because you would have had to essentially sit down and eat like a bushel of sunflower seeds to do that. And just it it's not something you would do. Right. right. So because. Oh, sorry. No, I said, right. Most people wouldn't do that. Yeah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So 
essentially because of that, our bodies are not adapted. Our satiety pathways are not adapted to um, be signaled when consuming large quantities of calories from polyunsaturated fats like soybean oil. So it's very easy to just keep eating them, right? Like if you're eating a big bowl of French fries fried in seed oils, um, your body's not really getting that signal that you should, that you're eating like, you know, 1200 calories or whatever that you'd be getting if you were eating uh, fries fried in saturated fat, uh, like beef tallow. So there's, so it's kind of that two prong problem, right? It's like the, the fact that your body is not adequately uh, like prepared to process them, but also that they oxidize extremely quickly and they're fragile and they've been like kind of pre destroyed in the factory. Um, and that leads to these toxic compounds called uh, aldehydes, specifically one called HNE. Um, I forget what that stands for, but it's basically proven to, cause inflammation, like you, you said earlier, especially, and w- one thing the science is not ambiguous about is seed oils in a deep fryer. <laughs> um, like seed oils sitting in a deep fryer for hours are absolutely like a cocktail of inflammatory poison. And Americans eat so much deep fried food that it's like kind of, it, it, if you really go through like a typical restaurant meal, like a lot of it's deep fried. It's kind of, you know, gross and maybe unnecessary um but like in an american meal all the like crispy fun stuff that people associate with dining out is typically deep fried um and actually a lot of stuff goes in the deep fryer that you might not expect to like say like a crispy brussels sprouts or something like that so so yeah that's kind of um you know the the brief overview um yeah, I and then from there, like you were saying, you know, there's there's some disagreement as to, you know, between mainstream literature and uh, mm-hmm. the scouts. Um, we, you know, that that it's a long history. It kind of, I, I would say, like what you were right, like you you had mentioned that some people um, think seed oils are healthy, right? And that they they are healthy if you specifically are only care care about lowering your cholesterol. Um, right. Cause they will low, if you swap out all the saturated fats in your diet for seed oils, your cholesterol will go down. Right. Um, but it doesn't appear that like your cardiovascular outcomes will improve. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Well, I think there's a lot of misconceptions around cholesterol as well. Um, you know, cholesterol is not the enemy that they have purported it to be, I think. You know, it's also, it's like the, um, kind of like the waste carrier. So in a lot of cases, you know, it's, you're looking at the symptom rather than the cause. And I, I think that's the case. They demonize the cholesterol, whereas cholesterol is more of an indication of what might be underlying. And in some cases, elevated cholesterol, they've actually, there are some studies that show people with elevated cholesterol have actually lived longer. So I, I think there's a lot of misconceptions around it. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, like, you know, there's always the classic French paradox. Um, There's a good study I posted about, like, just like a meta-analysis looking at, um, just looking at cholesterol levels among countries in Europe. And the French just, you know, they have very high cholesterol and very low rates of heart disease, right? Like, the cholesterol needs to be oxidized, essentially, to to cause, like, arterial lesions and hardening of the arteries. And one of the best or one of the worst, I guess, like culprits of oxidation that you can put in your body is, is seed oils. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, there's all sorts of studies that you can point to. Um, you know, I could put some in the show notes or, or if people sure. want to read more, but, uh, yeah. but yeah, it's, uh, it's, you know, I, I think you kind of start from, and for what really sold me is like, just the simple fact that like, A, like our ancestors did not eat these fats, right? And B, if you look at scientific studies measuring the fat composition of like literal body fat tissue in Americans from like 1940 to now, it's the profile is completely changed to be in line with the polyunsaturated fatty acid ratio we're eating. So like our body fat's just totally different than our ancestors were, right? And it's like looser. <laughs> it's more liquid essentially. Um, and it seems to cause metabolic issues to be carrying that extra polyunsaturated fat in your tissue. But it's 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 like very much measurable, right? Like that's not a, that you can observe that. That's very interesting. I actually didn't know that. So the, so it's the, the composition of the the fat itself is different than from our ancestors. Like there's more polyunsaturated fats in our fat tissue now than there were previously. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so this guy, Brad Marshall, he, he runs a blog called fire in a bottle and he's been kind of the voice on a lot of this um, like fat metabolism stuff, but he, he's always posting stuff about these polyunsaturated fatty acid ratios it going back in studies just in humans, right? Like they, they would just measure it for whatever reason, right? Like they weren't specifically looking at it, but it would, it's just like a data point. And essentially like it tracks with the ratio in your diet. Um, so even like, uh, so 20% of American calories come from soybean oil, right? And about 20% of an American's body fat, an average American's body fat is polyunsaturated fat today. Um, back in like the forties, it was about like, it could be as low as like five to 8%. Um, wow. so it's, a, it's a, yeah, it's a huge change. I mean, to the point where, um, so this is going down the rabbit hole a bit, but like American livestock is fed corn and soy, right. And corn and soy is what they use to make a lot of seed oil. So it's also high in polyunsaturated fat. Um, so an American pig <laughs> fed uh, soy has that high polyunsaturated fatty acid ratio. And so it's like it's bacon is essentially softer than like a European pig. They would feed wheat and barley because uh, this the fat that it synthesizes when it's when it's not eating the polyunsaturated fats is more saturated and monounsaturated. So, yeah, it's uh, it's. It's quite a, it's a bit complicated if it's your first time hearing that. It takes some time sure. to wrap your head around. But no, uh, no. it makes sense though. But I'm curious, what are the, you you said that has metabolic uh, implications and what, what are the ramifications of that? So again, this stuff is very complicated, but it seems like there are many mammals that, um, like mammals in the wild, like bears and squirrels and stuff that, they basically stock up on polyunsaturated fat when they are about to hibernate. <laughs> um, so like they eat more acorns or nuts or whatever. Um, it's so it seems like it might be like it, it, it would basically slow down your metabolism potentially. Um, but I mean, you know, anytime you throw it, like the human body's like so insanely complicated that anytime you just throw some, massive curveball at it like that like there are certain to be all sorts of um 
like unintended consequences that are, are going to, you know, they're going to be bad. <laughs> not, you're not going to get lucky generally and have them be good. Right. Like when you just completely stray from a diet we've, you know, lived on since the dawn of humanity. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I could see how the, that's going to be problematic for sure. Um, what, what got you interested in this? You said it was that you were cooking more at home at, during 2020. Uh, but did you, were you like immersed in this whole seed oil research prior to that or? Um, honestly, not so much before okay. COVID. Um, I'd say I always ate like what I, I did my best to be healthy, but I would definitely have like not thought twice about eating at sweet green or chipotle right like um which both like so sweet green cooks all their proteins they do sunflower all in grape oil, oil. <laughs> yeah and uh and chipotle is all rice bran oil right like yep. i would never have thought twice about that like i kind of assumed you know it's like okay it's like protein and some vegetables and like right. uh some rice or something like that seems fine right um right. i yeah covid it was a lot of alone time, a lot of downtime and like living in New York city, it was, it's, it was just rare that I would be cooking for myself otherwise. Right. Like, yeah. unless you literally close all the restaurants, like then, then it's like, okay, you got to like, I lived in New York <laughs> city for a long time. I I'm very familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I mean, so yeah, you can imagine like the, the kitchens there are like, I mean, people use them for shoe closets. It's, it's, they're right. tiny little. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it was like, it was such a big shock to be like, okay, all of a sudden it's like, you have to cook every meal essentially um, or get takeout or whatever. Right. But um, so I was also, I mean, also a lot of downtime, just listening to a lot of podcasts, sure. just generally, I mean, I, I don't know across, I'm like a, I'm in tech. So crypto stuff um, like New York culture stuff. And like the discussion of seed oils was just popping up in a lot of different places mm -hmm. um, that seemed like unrelated so it, it was obviously intriguing enough to to look into. And then um, I was basically, yeah, convinced, um, you know, it, it's not, you know, it's not that hard to convince someone like, hey, you don't want to cook with soybean oil at home, right? Like that's, that's kind of like the average, I feel like most people who even care about food a little bit, like generally at home would cook with olive oil or butter or something, right? Like yeah. it's not that crazy of a, a leap, but it's it's really when you start getting into like the processed foods and restaurants that you realize that like our whole food supply chain kind of rests on the seed oil <laughs> economy. Yeah, sure, sure. So what what are some guidelines you would give people? Like how do they navigate? I mean, obviously the, the app is a great tool, but it, it sounded like there were some kind of like tips people could follow to help navigate when they're eating out. And also I think in grocery stores, it's relevant as well. Cause what I've noticed is there's this trend and my guess is it's to close the, uh, to increase their profit margin. Uh, because what I've seen is a lot of the organic foods, at least the ones that are labeled organic are using seed oils. And then the non-organic stuff, a lot of them don't use seed oils actually. So I think it has to do with the cost. <laughs> I think it's because organic produce is more expensive and that's a way that they can uh, still maintain profit margins. So, but I could be wrong. I've, it's just something I've noticed in uh, grocery stores. Yeah. I mean, so grocery, you know, 
if you're, you, you want to try to, I mean, I personally like try to avoid eating really any packaged foods, but like, um, you know, cause any kind of whole food you get, right. Like whether it's an animal product or plant product or egg or, mm-hmm. you know, something like a fermented, like kraut or whatever, like th- those generally shouldn't have seed oils, right? Like sure. you can double check the ingredient label, but, um, th- th- they're not going to add seed oils to like, a an avocado or like an orange or something. Right. right. So not, they haven't figured that out yet. But they, um, you know, they, they haven't, but they added to things like, I mean, I've seen it in salsa. Yep. I've seen it in uh, hummus. It's very common. Yeah, the hummus. Uh, is... Yeah. So I mean, those are <laughs> they're definitely packaged foods, but I wouldn't call them like right. highly processed foods. You know. So. Yeah. Well, they are. They're just you wouldn't. You'd hope they weren't. Right. Like, right. Right. Um, yeah. No. You'd think like. So I don't. I mean, the, the answer as to why they add them is more like why not add them. Um, <laughs> I think they just essentially like it just tastes better because it's like oil it's just fat it's more calories so your, your body just kind of you know it's like okay taste you know i also think it makes it creamier any anything you want creamy and you don't want to like separate um yeah. so like mayos so what i have heard from people who are chefs is that uh they use it because it's a uh, it does uh, so when you say creamier what they say is it makes things softer so right. like for instance with butter part of the reason they'll mix it with margarine or with uh, you know, essentially seed oils. I mean, that's really what margin is. But they'll do that in order to, because butter can be very hard and stiff. And so then they have to wait a lot longer for it to soften. Um, and it's also just in terms of consistency. Uh, so that's just one example. But that's something I've heard. It's not just cost, that it is also uh, practical applications. Yeah, it's a lot of it's convenience, right? Like, which right. is sort sort of like cost when you think sure. about it, right? Like, time is money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, a lot of it is that, right? Like, it's hard. Um, it's hard to work with solid fats. Um, yeah. liquid fats are much easier to work with, and olive oil has a lot of character uh, as a flavor, right? Yeah. And it's also, um, the smoke point is a bit lower, right? So you yes. can't do like really high heat searing and stuff. Yeah. Um. But, you know, so, yeah, I think grocery, if you're judicious about, like, what you're putting in the cart, I think you can avoid seed oils. It might take you some time and you're going to be surprised. I mean, you really (laughs) have to read, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, But, yeah, I mean, restaurants. So uh, some tips, I guess, for for picking restaurants and what to order. Um, So the ideally now, you know. Olive oil is kind of a whole other discussion, right? Because there's a lot of olive oil fraud and stuff. But yeah. I would say, like, ideally, if you're fine with olive oil, you, you, the best restaurants in a city like New York are going to be nice, like, mid to high-end Mediterranean restaurants, meaning, like, Spanish, Greek, or Italian, um, in that, that, that are not... Um, like super touristy or um, like Instagrammy, right? Yeah. Like it's it's more like so. Like West Village has a lot of really good seed oil safe restaurants, and that's because it's like all locals eating there, right? So like right. the food is good, and it like the restaurant survives because of like people who live in the neighborhood coming back, right? As right. opposed to like a tourist trap, right? Like um, so in like more touristy districts, like even like Soho. But especially like, you know, something like Times Square or whatever, right? Like 
that's where like the economics of the restaurant are probably under closer scrutiny and it's like higher throughput, right? So I'd say you want the also, you also in that vein, you want the restaurant to probably be like as small as possible. Um, right. The bigger the restaurant is, the more it gets run like a business, meaning right. that there's literally just like a line item that says like olive oil, like, you know, $50,000, like, like they, they spend a lot, it, they go through a lot of oil, right? So like they might be spending, if they use olive oil and it's a big Italian restaurant and it's pure or it's extra virgin olive oil, it might cost them $80,000 a year. Then they might, if they switch to a blend, it'll cost them like $30,000 a year. So they're just like, oh, wait, that's 50K, like just mm -hmm. for free, right? Yeah. Um, so I would say small restaurants, um, choose the quiz, the cuisine correctly, right? So like the Mediterranean, Greek, Spanish, Italian generally can use olive oil because they're cool with that like olive flavor being imparted on the food. Sure. Um, then like after that, I would say like French and New American um, I actually ran like the data on the restaurant reports and I have this like ranking <laughs> sheet on our Instagram of okay. cuisines. Um, French, that. Yeah. Yeah. I can send it over to you. Um, okay. Yeah. So French and new American um, or American food, like they're pretty good, right? Like French has just been kind of uh, like, I guess, bastardized for lack of a better word. Right. Like, yeah. um, so, so there's, it's not quite as good as the other ones, but cause you're, you're just generally not eating like true, French cooking, right? But they don't use seed oils, right? They they use butter. But like most restaurants in America, they're French. You know, they might use a little bit of seed oils in there. So you want to check. But it's usually like a pretty good, a pretty good lead. And then most, you know, most of the Asian cuisine, Mexican and most of the Asian cuisines are pretty much like abandoned hope. Um, <laughs> sadly, uh, but it's yeah. because that they need like a neutral oil, right? Like, and they're not, you know, it's just like not they're not going to use animal fats. Right. So there are a handful of Mexican places that use lard as you would in like a traditional taqueria. There's one in New York, like one in all of New York, <laughs> there's one, uh, sea oil safe taqueria. There's a couple in LA. Um, but yeah. And like Indian Thai food are generally really bad. Like I found one place that'll use avocado oil in Austin. That's a Thai restaurant, uh, which is cool, but you know, it's like, that's the only one I found in the whole country. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, yeah, no, it's tough. I mean, it's just like, it's so entrenched in the restaurant supply chain, um, to use seed oils, right. That like, just, it's just, no one really thinks twice about it. And yeah, all the like more pop poppier Asian cuisines, pretty much it, it really doesn't matter how expensive they are. Like they're going to rely pretty heavily on seed oils. Um, so I would say, you know, small, uh, small restaurants, Mediterranean cuisine is a good, good start. Um, you know, what to order if you're like wood, if they have like a wood fired oven or something, right. Or like an open flame, like that's, that's usually a good sign. Um, you know, the, the proteins on that are usually fine. Something like anything baked, obviously like a baked potato is a good side. Um, anything steamed is usually good. Um, but yeah, so, you know, that's if you're going in totally blind, right? Like yeah. obviously check the app, um, send them an email first. It's all, if you're really, you know, if you're concerned about this before going somewhere, like shooting them a quick email or message, um, they're often accommodating, right? Uh, on some, some, uh, so some reservation apps like Resi and yeah. maybe OpenTable lets you put like allergy information yeah. in your, um, so 
if you, I, you know, I just have like the CDL Scout email prompt, which you can copy from the app in the settings page. I just have that in uh, my Resi profile, right? So like they kind of, you know, I don't even have to ask. I just that the, they're they're already talking to me about it when I walk in. So that's that's helpful. Um, but yeah, you know, avoid anything fried, any sort of sauce or aioli or dressing is very suspicious. Uh, aiolis are pretty much blanket bad. So when aioli, if people aren't familiar, is just like a mayo-based sauce. (laughs) Right. Um, Sadly, mayo, uh, you know, basically unless the place takes the care to make their mayo in-house, it will have uh, probably soybean oil in it. Even, I mean, even like there's restaurants in New York who I've talked to, Hellman's Olive Oil, uh, it's called Hellman's Olive Oil Mayo and it contains like seed oils. Like mostly seed oils, right? But they just because there's some olive oil in it, that's what the label says, right? right. So the, the restaurants have to go so far to make like fresh mayo every day, right? Like that they just generally, you know, don't end up doing it. Right. Right. What what about things like avocado and uh, olive oil? Are are they because I know olive oil has very low smoke point. I know avocado oil has had a lot of fraud around it. So how trustworthy is that? Yeah, I mean, that's absolutely correct, right? Um, olive oil fraud is very old uh, scam, like as old as like the 1800s. Um, it's very hard to enforce or, or governments don't really enforce it. It's very hard to test. Um, avocado oil is arguably worse because it comes it's coming from Mexico. So the cartels have a lot of influence and it's yeah. just like, it's a highly, it's a very expensive product. Right. Um, so yeah, both of them are suspicious. I would say, uh, you also, so olive oil, you know, has more polyunsaturated fat, but I, I wouldn't, I don't, I, it's tempting to like simplify it like that and say, let's say like, Oh, you strictly want to eat higher saturated fat, but there are, you know, the health outcomes of, countries that rely on olive oil for cooking are, are pretty good. Right. Sure. Um, and like, so, so like in Greece, they basically only use extra virgin olive oil, which means like the first cold pressing to mm-hmm. cook, which has a low smoke point, but it seems like it's not the, the going past the smoke point once in a while isn't, isn't doing too much damage to them. No. Um, again, I would say, you know, like you, you want to pick a restaurant that you would trust to do the sourcing, right? Like a chef, should be able to tell if the olive oil's fake or the avocado oil's rancid. Um, if they, if they care about it. Right. I mean, in the app, we try to like explicitly label the source when we can, but it's, it's rare that they go into that detail. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely hard. Avocado oil, I would say is more suspicious than olive oil. Um, like you said, there there have been some studies where they've tested a lot of them and only, you know, a, 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 like say 10% of the brands were what they claimed in non-rancid and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, you hope, I guess the flip side of that is like the restaurants that do use avocado oil because it's expensive. Like yeah. they do, they're generally ones that care about it. Like, yeah. like most restaurants that use avocado oil are vocally against seed oils. Um, like picnic in Austin or tie fresh in Austin, like I mentioned. So like you hope that because they care that they're like getting a good source, right? Like that they, they vetted it a little bit, but yeah, it's definitely, it's not the best situation with the, with those two. Like 
you, I, and so in the app, we, we tag, um, we tag the fats, right? So like you can kind of steer yourself to, to your level of seed oil safety, <laughs> I would say. Um, you know, you can kind of, you can go for the pure butter shops or, you know, everyone's always looking for like uh, places that do beef tallow in their fryers. Um, and there, we have like a filter for that. Um, there's yeah. a couple in New York, a couple, of, there's usually like one or two in every city. Interesting. <laughs> what, what is the goal of the app and what is the, what do you see for the app moving forward? Yeah. So, I mean, the goal I would like setting out, I would say would be to like in any U S city. Um, I say U S just because I think the problem is the worst here. Um, but the, the apps live pretty much globally and there's some reports in like London and stuff. London's also pretty bad, <laughs> but, um, the goal, the goal is to put any U S city dweller, like within a reasonable distance of a seed oil safe meal. That's like what I intended, right? Like if I personally would hit, you know, go to a new city for the first time, I would know where to eat. Um, I'd be able to see all the healthiest restaurants, right? Like, and also seed oil safety is just a good, it's honestly, it's a good proxy for like a good restaurant. Um, mm -hmm. it's, sure. you know, generally it's like, it's restaurants that really care about quality, care about their food. So I, you know, I just want to complete them, create the most complete map of like restaurants that are cooking what I consider to be real food, <laughs> in, right. you know, yep. in the country. Right. Um, yeah. I always say World War II artillery grease is not supposed to be edible. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not food. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and that's the thing. It's like the bar, <laughs> frankly, it's like not even that high of a bar. I tweeted this and I'm sure a lot of restaurant owners would disagree with me, but like, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a very tough industry, right? Like margins are extremely tight for restaurants, but like really to, to use olive oil, over um seed oils like the cost per dish is not it's not even a dollar right? right so like because if we as consumers can signify that we'll pay that dollar um then you know i think change can happen right there's there's a bunch of regional chains opening up where their whole kind of brand positioning is like we're we're like sweet green but we don't use seed oils or we're like dig mm -hmm. but we don't use seed oils um, I, that's a, like one of my dreams is to open a restaurant <laughs> that is like truly paleo, you know, like no seed oil. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, I know. And it's, it's sad as to how rare they are, but there's, like I said, there's, there's a bunch um, just kind of like, they're all regional, right? Like, so there's Zeke in Austin, mm -hmm. there's a uh, Aubergine kitchen outside of Utah. There's Kitava outside of San Francisco. There's, I don't know. There's a bunch of them, right? Um, find the ones in Tennessee, middle Tennessee. Tennessee has been tough. I, uh, <laughs> I get a lot of requests for Nashville. I've, um, yeah. a food truck reached out to me and I can't, I have, I have to put them on the, I, I'm having trouble putting them on the map <laughs> because they don't have a, a Google, uh, a Google location. Right. Um, but, the, and then there's a urban market, H-E-R-B-A-N. Awesome. I yeah. love them. Yeah. They're, they're awesome. They do not use seed oil. Right. There's, they seem to be the best bet near Nashville that I've found. I haven't like yeah. deep dived on Nashville, but uh, yeah, it's tricky. Well, but let yeah, me know you know, when you do. And if you need any <laughs> uh, help with that, I, uh, yeah, I will gladly yeah. for whatever I can. <laughs> I mean, definitely any, you know, anything 
you can always DM me a restaurant to to check out and I'll, I can shoot him an email pretty quickly. Um, okay. But yeah, I, th- I, you know, I think, I think people like restaurant owners and um, like, you know, financiers of these regional chains are taking note that this is like a, a real trend. Um, there's, I don't really want to dive into it, but there's this company zero acre farms that, that, I'll just say like the good thing they, they produce like a, an industrial fermented, yeah. uh, non, not a seed oil. I don't want to talk too much about them and their opinions. Cause it's a very, it's also very complicated how to form an opinion about them. But what I'll say is that Chipotle invested in them, um, which shows that like Chipotle is thinking about this. Right. Um, right. So I think the needle's moving. I think having the app is that, good. That one, I, I, we won't dive into it. <laughs> I know you don't want to, but it, it is very uh, curious to me because part of the reason that seed oils are problematic, I mean, not entirely, but part of it is because they are not natural. At least the processing is not natural, right? right? So uh, what they're trying to create is, uh, again, a synthetic, uh, They're you know, they're trying to... They're working with the uh, ratio of the fats and that taking that angle, but it's still a synthetic uh, substance. So that right. seems like I, I don't know how beneficial that will be for. Yeah, yeah. no one knows. <laughs> That's the problem. It's a bit Got of a it. science experiment. Yeah. My intuition is it's probably it's probably better than seed oils just because sure. it's cold processed. Um, at the very least, right. Like they're not heating it. They're not deodorizing it, but it just doesn't contain all those antioxidant molecules that, um, say olive oil would have, right. They add some vitamin E into it, but like, I just don't think that's the same thing. So yeah, I'm reserving judgment. Um, but I, I think one, a, a blanket good thing that they're doing is they have, they're raising a lot of money and they're gonna like have to create a national conversation about right. seed oils. I, yeah, um, I agree. Yeah. And they're raising a lot of awareness. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. And they, they, like, listen, their, um, their learn, their resources, like their two of their blog posts, um, one of them is called Are Seed Oils Toxic? The other one's called Does Vegetable Oil Cause Obesity? Um, those blog posts are great. Like, they're the best single link to send to someone as to like our seed oils unhealthy right so um they're doing a lot they they have good intentions i absolutely you know i don't uh yeah i don't know necessarily if it's something i want to (laughs) eat is is my take but um, i get it i totally get it yeah yeah but i do i i agree i mean i know some of the people over there and i i think they do have the best of intentions. And I think, uh, you know, if nothing else, yeah, the, the blog that they're putting out are fantastic, fantastic resources, fantastic, uh, research and information. And definitely it's, uh, bringing the conversation to the forefront where, uh, from a fiscal standpoint, I think people are not going to be able to ignore it. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I think, yeah, again, I, I, I don't know. I don't, it's a, it's a tricky subject. We'll see. I think, <laughs> we'll see where we are in three years. Right. It could be there's, there's, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Um, but either way, I'll tell you, I'll tell you where I'll tell you, listen, I'll tell you where they are. I'll tell you where the seed oils are. Um, you can, the, the idea of seed oil scout is that you can, you can pick your, 
hopefully not poison, but you know, pick your poison. <laughs> right, right. Right. Um, and yeah, I guess so other things that are coming up in the app. I'm adding hopefully this weekend, I think I should finish it. I'm adding essentially just like a, a Reddit board basically like in the app. So like a, a way to ask local questions in the app. Yeah. So like, you know, uh, just like ask people in your city, like, Hey, uh, where's the best, like, what's your favorite grass fed butcher in, you know, West village. Right. Or like, where do I get like, you know, raw milk or what's your favorite farmer's market in Nashville or something. Right. Like just a way for people to kind of communicate this, like a little bit, more nuanced knowledge about like their cities um so that'll be another tab in the app i'm excited about that um excited about doing a little bit more with grocery and like just promoting you know the best products um in the marketplace tab and yeah just you know doing all i can to make it easier for the the scouts to do their do their scouting um so just tools to make it easier to find restaurants, send the emails and stuff and keep everything running. Um, I'll also, I think be adding like a, like a grocery layer to the map where you could essentially, you know, I'll like for butcher shops and stuff, I'll have like more, I'll let people post more detailed information about like if they're using grass fed meats. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll probably do, you know, butcher shops and like, farmers markets and a couple other things um and put them on on the map layer as well very cool very <laughs> cool um well i know we are running out of time i do want to just briefly mention because i have a video running that's going to run at the beginning of the video uh in the beginning of this podcast and at the end and it's a, to promote the event that we're doing june 3rd and 4th it is in uh franklin tennessee which is just outside of nashville and uh it's a Rebels for Cause, Cause stands for Creative Artists, Uniting for the Sovereignty of Everyone. So it's an Artist for Liberty type event. You can go to rebelsforcause.com, and that's four spelled out, and there's no A, and it is plural rebels. So Rebels for Cause, the link is below. So you can go look at that. And just a note about that, the early bird tickets are ending this week. So if you want to get the early bird price, I would hurry up and do that. Um, they're also the VIP are the best deal, but those are also going pretty fast. And so are the couples passes, which are a steal. Basically, <laughs> we're basically going to lose money on those, but they are almost gone. So if you want to snag those, I highly recommend that you do. And ticket sales are going to be capping off on the 19th. So yeah, so you have a a little bit of time, definitely. It's going to be an amazing event. I'm super, super excited. I think we have 40 between 41 now between speakers and musicians and comedians. I'm going to be por- performing aerial acrobatics. So it's a, and across the street, we have the Skittles event. Uh, we actually looked at that location and uh, they, they did pass it through. So uh, the city has uh, approved it. So now that's going to be across the street. So it should be pretty interesting. Uh, definitely, I, I would love to see you all there. So I just wanted to mention that. And uh, we can talk offline if there's any kind of collaboration that you want to do for that. I would be, I would welcome it greatly. So cool. Cool. Yeah, no, it sounds awesome. Sad I can't <laughs> <Yeah>. be there. <laughs> um, Very yeah, much needed. <laughs> Yeah, I'll definitely let you know. I, I have a friend down in Nashville. I, I have to make it down there. I, I've I've been there. I've, I've visited a couple times. Awesome. I, uh, I I owe the, the the scouts down there a, a visit. 
You do, because um, we 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 need some help here. And no, this is like yeah. deep fried central. So I know. We, we need help. I know it's tough. I mean, you know, you can't scout what's not there. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> um, right. But but if no, you we, know, but if we highlight what is here, maybe we can encourage some uh, well, also you got barbecue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Right. So, you know, you just got to be careful about the, the sides if they're, if they're using yeah, too much mayo, but uh, meat is usually pretty safe and we have some really good meat here. So. Right. Yeah. So, you know, barbecue, there's, there's, there's always, there's always stuff. There's always good restaurants like yeah. doing the right thing. You just got to kind of dig for them. Um, honestly, like what I end up, what usually ends up happening is like some super scout emerges in a city or region and they file like, you know, a hundred reports. Like it's, it's usually just like one person who's super, super dedicated um, who fills out, you know, like there's, there's a user that's like really crushed, like all of like Orange County. Um, She's just like tore through it. And I think she has like 250 reports and they're all awesome. Right. Um, So, you know, it just, you gotta be the change you want to see, you know, once, once you, you know, you call those, you know, that's kind of like the, the beauty of the app, right? Like if you would have done that before, like called a bunch of restaurants and asked what they cook with, it, it wouldn't, you wouldn't, couldn't do anything with it. But now if you do that, um, you know, they'll be on the map for everyone to kind of, you know, benefit from as well as, you know, yourself. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, that's kind of, that's, that's my job is to keep the scouts motivated, <laughs> keep them, you know, have the app be easy and fun to use. Um there's like a point system in the app and I want to do like leaderboards and stuff to make it a little bit more of a competition, which I think will be fun. Um, but yeah, you know, I think, um, I think the future is bright, um, you know, provided we, you know, we, we got to work at it and be loud about it, but um, yeah, there's, you know, change can, change can happen quickly. I think, you know, if a trend, if these big chains and stuff see a trend emerging, like, you know, they could start all racing to jump on it, right? Like, yeah, kind of the way like gluten free was a huge thing and everything. Yeah. So, like, yeah, no, there's, you know, you can absolutely start a trend, and this is how you, you know, you do it. So, there's hope is <laughs> my message, I guess. <laughs> well, that that's awesome, and I I appreciate the, what you're doing. Tell everybody how they they can find the app and how and if there's any way they can support, like you know, contribute or yeah. What's yeah so um on twitter and instagram it's just seed oil scout um you know no spaces or anything seedoilscout.com is the best way to get the app um just visit and there's a big download button it'll take you to the ios or the android app store um yeah so you know easy to find google us seed oil scout um and then supporting yeah for now i mean just filing filing reports um you know if the map's blank around you don't DM me. <laughs> I get a lot of DMs like, hey, there's nothing near me. It's like, listen, I'll, you know, I, the Seedwell Scout's a one-person team. I'm running the socials. I'm coding. I'm doing everything, right? So it's like, right. <laughs> if you DM me that your city is looking, uh, you know, or your town is, is there's nothing there. It's like, I, I listen, I, I, there's only so much I can do here. Uh, so, yeah, get scouting. That's what I say, people. Start start scouting. Um, that's, scouting. that's out of support. All right. Cool. Well, I, I will see if I can do my part. I mean, I, I definitely, cause I, I know you say it's probably not an allergy, but I do actually have like very concrete adverse reactions. And my theory on it is that it's just a toxic load. I think yeah. my toxic burden is the threshold has just been kind of capped off. 
And so that's just because it is the nature of it is highly inflammatory. Um, then I, I break down hives. I get like really like intense stomach cramp pains. It's, it's not pleasant. So I yeah, no. not to deal with it. So <laughs> you're not alone though. I mean, we're, we're the, we're staying, we're hanging there at like 130 on ranked food app on the app store. And we've had like a hundred thousand downloads. So there are plenty of people who feel the same way. <laughs> Wow. Well, I'm glad because when people hear me order and do the whole spiel, yep. and they're, they're like, you're so annoying. You're so high maintenance. And I'm like, I, I just really don't want to feel sick right after I eat. That's yeah. really all it is. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. But yeah, you know, that's kind of, you know, if you, if you, if you trick everyone into going into a healthy, a good restaurant, then you don't even have to ask. That was That's always true. my, my thing. True. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, sometimes those good restaurants are a little pricey. So that that can be yeah. a challenge to convince, you know, and not everybody can do that. So I think we, that we need to really, uh, you know, I, I think we need to bring awareness so there is more widespread change so that it's not so it's more accessible. So it's not right. just, you know, the super fancy restaurants. Who, and even those are not always great about it. So, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Well, I know you do have to run, but I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll be in touch for sure. So yeah, this was a blast. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Thank you. Bye bye. Hey. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.